Welcome, welcome to another episode of Friends from Work. I'm Robbie Earl. And I'm Kyle Sconowell. And today we have another kind of different episode for you guys. As you all have probably figured out by now, we are fans of Marvel movies. <gasps> what? I know, we've, we've tried to keep it on the down low, but I think, <laughs> I think word is getting out. Um, <laughs> Kyle and I kind of have different levels of Marvel interaction outside of these movies, but we do have things that we're very passionate about that are kind of connected to Marvel. And so we thought it might be fun to share some of those things with you guys because chances are you might also be passionate about those things too if given the opportunity. So Kyle, I know you had something you wanted to talk about. Do you want to go first? Yes, I do. Um, I need you to bear with me on this. I need the audience to bear with me on this. I have a point, but I just got to give a teeny (laughs) bit of background. I always say that. I always got to give background. (laughs) <laughs> but I want the audience to know a little bit more about me, Robbie. Is that okay? That's fair. That's fair. This is the Tony Stark in you coming out. This is, I am, I am, uh, stop. <laughs> I have learned this about myself, okay? I am very, very, very passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. No surprise to people that hear me go crazy about the things. But I'm very not passionate about the things I'm not passionate about. So, right. I am a very slow adopter to new things. I don't love change. It's hard for me. Once I find my things I love, I love them so much that it's hard for me to be convinced that I need to add new things to that or try something different, right? Because I already love it. Don't tell me why I need to hear something else. And I have so many examples of this in my life that would blow people's mind. And I'm trying to think of what's a perfect example to paint for the audience so I don't have to go on about this for hours, but. Well, I know that you were a big fan of The Office, right? Right, so I I was so obsessed with The Office, it was such a big part of my life, that instead of just ending and going, oh, that was amazing, and slowly finding a new show to watch, and get into Parks and Rec, or get into Community. Because you watched The Office like in real time. I watched The Office in real time, and I own all the DVDs, I've watched them so many times, but when it ended, it left such a hole in my heart that I just decided I'm not going to watch like comedy. I'm not going to watch television, period. I'm not going to watch sitcom television. What? I'm not going to try anything else. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to fill this void. So I never watched Parks and Rec. I Do I think I'd like it? Yeah. But I just <laughs> never felt the desire to get around to it. I never You're watched like comedy. every television executive's nightmare. I know. I know. Like once I'm out, I'm out, Robbie. I know it's funny, but it's I, I'm not exaggerating. I didn't right. watch no, no, their no, things. I know, I know. And it's not even a knock on the other things, if that makes sense. I'm not saying they're bad. I just, right. it's hard for me to get around to a new thing. I love my one thing so much. Sure. Another example, Lost. I was so in on Lost. I mm. watched it real time, same time as The Office. Because it wasn't comedy, it wasn't threatening my you know office love. <laughs> right. Seriously, Robbie, I'm serious. You're laughing, but I'm not joking. <gasps> So again, when that ended, I, I've never watched another show like that since. It took me forever to get into Stranger Things, and I love Stranger Things, but it took me like 10 different close friends going, bro, I know you don't watch shows now, but I <laughs> promise you'll like this. That's how much convincing it took me for, to watch it. Okay. Wow. I'm like this with everything, Robbie. It influences how I feel about these individual Marvel movies as well. Huh. So How so? Well, once I have an experience with these characters that moves me, it gets like cemented in my heart that this is my thing. Like this is it. And it's hard to add to that. So I was really casual about Iron Man 1 when it came out. 
I was really casual about Iron Man 2 when it came out, and I was really casual about Thor when it came out. But for some reason, I remember where I was when the first Avengers movie came out. And when I left that theater, it was like cemented in my heart (laughs) that (laughs) these six Avengers are my characters. Don't you dare mess with them. (laughs) And so ever since then, I'm so in love with those original stories that it's hard for me to hear about new villains, new characters. You bring a new character and say, you should love this character. And my first gut is, no, I already like my characters. Don't try to tell me that this new character is stronger or funnier. Right, right. So I am the rare Marvel fan where I am as obsessed with the MCU as possible, but I don't want them to add the X-Men. Sure. I don't want them to add the Fantastic Four. I'm already in with my Avengers. Don't tell me I have to get into something new. (laughs) <laughs> and I know that's weird. I know that's weird. It's it's a really weird defect hey, about I me. But it. yeah, that's why I think my love for Guardians was so shocking because I was so predisposed yeah. to not yeah. like that movie. I didn't go to that movie on opening week. It took me a while to get there. Right. And then when I finally did, it blew my mind. And so once I have that experience, you can be added to the circle, the circle <laughs> of friends, but it takes that experience. Okay, one okay. last example that I'm finally going to talk about what I wanted to get into with this beyond right. the MCU. And so Robbie, I just, I know that was really wordy, but I just do think it will help our listeners understand me a little bit more. But my last example is okay. Okay. For this is going to blow people's mind. I used to be a semi-professional halo player. I got so into halo because again, I can't wow. just do anything half-hearted. So <laughs> once I decided this is incredible, it's an incredible team sport game. If you will, I got so into it. I could show, I could show our fans. I have a team logo, <laughs> I had my name. Oh, I have a man. logo. I went to semi-professional tournaments. I've I won some money playing this. Halo. Yes, Halo 2 and Halo 3. I won money doing this. But once I decided that I wasn't going to be able to be a fully professional Halo player and it kind of fizzled out, I went cold turkey. So you'd think a lot of people would just go, hey, kind of casually play. It's fun. Right. And I like it, but I never played it again. I wow. sold my console. Um, so intense. I never had, so in college, it's so weird. <laughs> in college, I sold my Xbox, and for 10 years, I never played another video game. I don't play iPhone games. I don't play PlayStation. I have nothing. It feels for, man, for it's some like an reason, origin story. It is. It's like an origin <laughs> story. Sorry, I'm going to wrap this up. For some reason, last November, I got this desire. I'm going to play video games. I've never played any kind of video game besides right. you know stuff I played as a kid. Sure. So I just went on a whim on Black Friday and I bought a PlayStation and I bought, like, I just Googled what are games of the year candidates and I just huh. bought them. Knew nothing about them, knew nothing about these story type games, like these right. sandbox type games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my point now with the MCU. I bought Spider-Man, the video game by Insomniac Games. Yeah, you did. And it's unbelievable, Robbie. It blew it's so good. my freaking mind. Partially because I haven't been playing video games, so that has to be a factor. Sure. But this kind of open world thing, I've n- I haven't been as into in so long. The video game itself. Let's talk about Spider Man. This entire eight minute preface was to just get to me saying, <laughs> so you understand my character and why I love Spider Man so much. This this game. Um, I mean, I feel it feels worth it. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, audience. If you've made it this far, congratulations, you. No, you, I. You get a prize. I will say, I mean, I, I have, so, you know, and we'll talk about this in a second, but I've been a Spider-Man fan since I was a little tight. So when I heard about this game coming out, I was following it maybe like two years 
before its release. So we had very different experiences. But I love this game so much. I mean, it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. I mean, I'm, I'm going to let you talk about it some more, but I, we're on the same page here. Well, Insomniac Games, if you want to pay me to say this, I'll take it. Here's the review. <laughs> My wife got so into the story that she would make me wait till she was finished with work to play the game so she could watch. <laughs> I know that's unbelievably nerdy, but that's how good the storyline is in this game. And I'm not going to spoil what happens, but please, if you're at all a fan of video games and or open world games and or the MCU, you will enjoy it. It takes a bunch of uh, Spider-Man lore and just mm-hmm. barely twists it yes. to where you don't know what's going to happen. Just This is not a spoiler alert. But for example, Mary Jane in the game knows you're Spider-Man and she helps you in the crimes. You know, instead of like trying to hide the identity from certain people and right, all this right. stuff, it just kind of twists the story a little bit. It's very enjoyable. Right. So that's my Beyond the MCU. I really want people to go play it. Also, another tidbit is the music oh, is incredible. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. And I know everyone's thinking, oh, it's a, it's a video game. How good can it be? No. Go on Spotify and listen to it, especially once you've played the game. There's memorable themes in it, just like it's a movie. Yeah. If I had blindfolded you, you would not be able to know this is from a movie or from a video game. And it is like next level in terms of a video game score. And the composer is actually the same composer who did the score for uh, the Daredevil series on Netflix. So if anyone hmm. is a fan of that, then uh, they might recognize his style. He's he's great though. I I've listened to a lot of his stuff fairly often when I'm uh, when I'm writing or whatever. But it's really great. And I bet our audience is also thinking. Kyle, this game came out in, what, 2017? This is a perfect example of how late I am to the party on all these things, okay? <laughs> no, no, this no, no. This is no, me as a fair, person. It came, out, it came out September 2018, I think. So you're, you know. Okay. You a little over a year. There you go. No, okay, good. Okay, good. I desperately want them to make a second one. Yeah. Okay, first of oh, all, the yeah. way they, de- de- they depict New York in this game is unbelievable. The graphics are unbelievable. Yeah. And they have, like, Manhattan nailed. I mean, well, I there's actual locations you can go to. I was in New York a month ago, and I went to the same locations yeah. from Spider-Man. Did you see um, there was an Onion article that came out right around when that game was released? You probably didn't because you weren't playing the game yet. But um, but the article was like, Insomniac makes perfect recreation of New York City, spoils it by putting a red and blue superhero <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> It's uh, It really is, yeah, it's astounding. It's not only perfect recreation of New York City, if you're an MCU fan, there's little tidbits from the MCU in there. So Spider-Man will make a joke about the Avengers. There's Avengers Tower. There's Doctor uh, Strange's Sanctum mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. You yeah. can swing by it. The second thing I just want to say is it doesn't take any time to get into. Right when you start the game, it's fun. And you kind of learn how to play right that away. That is true, yeah. Just swinging around New York is enjoyable. Even if you don't have a mission, just swinging around is fun. That's what's unique about this game versus other open world games. And now I have to stop talking about it because I could just keep going on. Go buy it. Go play it, please. I suspect that if there's anyone out there that has a PS4 that is also listening to this podcast, I would think that they <laughs> yeah, have two, this game. All two of you. <laughs> but if yeah. not, then you certainly should. Um, it really is. It's super fun and it's it's worth your time. Okay, what's your Beyond the MCU? Okay, so mine is maybe a bit more predictable um, because people that have been following us on Instagram will know that 
every week I've been posting these uh, Robbie's recommended readings to kind of go along with whatever our rewatch movie is for that week. Um, and at as the FFW I, podcast. At the FFW podcast. Um, and if you haven't seen that yet, you should go on Instagram and see it. That's where we have been posting um, a lot of content. So we would love for you to, to go and interact with us there. Um, but I was thinking that a lot of folks um, may not really know the best way to actually read comics in terms of of do you order something off Amazon? Do you go to a bookstore? Do you try to find a digital copy? Uh, just because it's kind of a daunting world to get into. And it's interesting. We, we talked about this a little bit um, in our very first episode about me being a comic book fan, but that's I kind of oversimplified it. It's interesting. I read comics growing up when I was pretty young, uh, maybe up until I was 11 or 12, and then stopped and did not read a comic book at all until maybe 2017. Hmm. So there's this big, big kind of gap for me, and I am have been a law student for the past few years. Um, I'm about to take the bar and and hopefully be a lawyer. But something about starting law school makes you want to read something that is not uh, case law. (laughs) (laughs) Not rules. Right. So so I was, I kept passing by this comic book store right by my house. And one day I was finally just like, you know what, screw it. And I went in and for the first time, you know, it was like, and I was so out of sync with everything. And so it was kind of nice because the, the guy that runs the store was, was, willing to kind of walk me through everything that I had missed, you know, in my 15 years away from, from comics. That's fun. It was really fun. That's and fun. It, it kind of got me back into this, into this whole world. And it's been a really fun window for me because, you know, that like in, in a lot of ways, I kind of had the MCU version of a lot of these characters and stuff before the comic books in terms of what had happened lately. And so it was fun to kind of go back and fill in some gaps. But, you know, so if, if you were in that position and you are interested in kind of stepping into the comic world to some degree, um, but you're just not really sure where to go, there are kind of two avenues that I would say are are both really fun and are both pretty easy. One is kind of doing what I did, and, you know, there are local comic book stores in most cities. They're really fun places. I mean, it's, like, really nerdy to say... um, but like a lot of the people that run these stores, they're good people, and it's like they just want to have a conversation about stuff that that they love and that you love, and they're not really pretentious. And it's just like it makes for kind of a fun community if you're into this stuff. Which again, if you're listening to this podcast, to some degree, you are. Um, so first off, I would say feel free to like find your local comic book store and just consult someone. And of course, you you also have the friends from work official reading recommendations. Secondly, there is an app that Marvel has put out um, for the past few years called Marvel Unlimited. And this, for some people, might actually be the most practical step forward. And this is kind of what I really wanted to talk about. Um, This is an app that you can get on your iPhone or iPad or, or whatever that has basically, with some exceptions, but basically the entirety of the Marvel Comics catalog dating all the way back to like the 40s and 60s stuff. And it's a subscription sort of a thing where it's $9.99 a month, um, but you can get like the first month or longer 
free depending on kind of whatever deals you find, which I would encourage people to do because it just gives you a chance to kind of see what the what the catalog is. And so, you know, you can get this free month or for $9.99 and, and you just have access to basically any of these comics. So as I'm posting these recommended readings online, it's really easy for you to just search that and it takes you right to that story arc or to that specific comic issue or whatever it is. And you can read it without having to go to some store or without having to order it um, or without having to even download it. And so <laughs> I'm just laughing because <laughs> these are legit endorsements. We were not paid to do this. I mean, I they know. should pay you $9.99 to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, 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 it's just been a it's been helpful uh, for me, even just as a, as a comics fan and even as kind of like as I've been putting together some of these recommendations for people that have asked um, just to have this entire history uh, kind of at your fingertips. So I would encourage you, if this is something that you're all interested in, go check it out. Like I said, you can kind of try the, the free trial thing and, and you know, feel free to reach out to us uh, with any questions you have. I'm always more than happy to bring people into this nerddom that I have found. <laughs> I can vouch for that. He is very happy to do that. So what did we learn today? We learned that Kyle likes the Spider-Man video game. Robbie likes comics. And don't try to suggest something new to Kyle about that video game. So, <laughs> right. There you go. I like that. Those feel like good lessons. Yeah, good life lessons. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you made it this far, you are a true Friends from Work fan, and we love you. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time on Friends from Work. See you.